From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. The response to the 2008 financial crisis, the Great Recession, was the passage of the Dodd-Frank Act in 2010. It was meant to prevent another crisis, to rein in what was seen as risky behavior in the financial industry, and to end too big to fail. But from the get-go, it's come under attack. Critics say it prevents lending and tries to fix problems that weren't responsible for the recession. Now, President Trump and Republicans in Congress are starting the process of trying to roll back many of those regulations. Today, we're assigning core principles for regulating the United States financial system. Doesn't get much bigger than that, right? With me to talk about the future of financial regulations in this new administration is Jillian White. She's an editor at The Atlantic. Good morning, Jillian. Morning. So what are the issues that Republicans have with Dodd-Frank? I think what it really is is that Dodd-Frank is the crystallization of a lot of things that Republicans have disliked about Democratic platforms, about the Obama administration in particular. Um, And it's things like increased regulatory burden on businesses, legislative complexity, and what Republicans see as a general overreach of the government into the business sector. And I think that's what's coming to bear here. But how is the financial sector doing uh, even amongst all these new regulations? Yeah, so that's one of the interesting things. Dodd-Frank came about around 2010. And without a doubt, there's been volatility in the financial sector since 2009, 2010. You know, we were still kind of in the recovery period at that point. I think that's to be expected. But in the years following you know, American banks have had some record-setting periods post-Dodd-Frank. So in the second quarter of 2014, for instance, American banks earned more than $40 billion, and that's the second highest total profit in more than 20 years. Well, the president also talked about that part of the problems with all these regulations is that people can't get loans because it's too burdensome, that there's just too many regulations. Frankly, I have so many people, friends of mine, that have nice businesses, they can't borrow money, they just can't get any money because the banks... I just won't let them borrow. How accurate is that? How difficult is it to get a loan now? To say that there's been a tightening in the credit market and in lending since uh, the recession, that's absolutely true. I mean, that was part of the intent of Dodd-Frank. It was meant to increase due diligence and the safety of the loan markets, as well as make banks do a little more work, do a little more assessing um, before they lent to people. The result is that for some, it has been harder to get a mortgage. And for some businesses, particularly small businesses, it's been harder to get loans. Lending has been tighter. But some of these questions about whether or not lending has become too tight, it really depends on what period we're comparing it to. If we're comparing it to the period of the early aughts when, you know, credit was really easy, when people were talking about no-doc loans, when we know that things were pretty risky. You didn't have to show any documentation get a loan. You didn't have to have an income. You could get a loan. Right. And since then, Dodd-Frank has implemented certain rules like making sure people have the ability to repay, making sure that people's loan payments won't far outstrip their income, things like that. So, In that way, of course, lending has gotten a little bit stricter. Well, let me focus on one particular thing that was created in the the aftermath of the financial crisis, and that is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB. I, I think I wouldn't be overstating it if I said that Republicans, the kind of haters on this agency and its chief, Richard Cordray. This is a rogue agency. We have set up basically a dictator. The CFPB is a rogue agency. It does not have any oversight here in Congress. It's an example of an attack on what America fundamentally means. I mean, this is an agency, Jillian, that is tasked with protecting consumers um, when it comes to things like car loans or student loans or payday lending. Why so much opposition? Yeah, so I think this ties into something we talked about a little earlier. The hatred of the CFPB 
also stems from this feeling that the CFPB in its structure and in its scope is the distillation of some of the issues um, that Republicans have with legislative overreach and an overly protectionist government that comes at the expense of business competitiveness. And I think when they see the CFPB and they see the way that it is structured, um, particularly the role of the director, Richard Cordray, he is appointed by the president. He undergoes Senate approval. But after that, the direction of the CFPB is fully in his jurisdiction. He doesn't really have to report to anyone. Additionally, the CFPB's money does not come from congressional appropriation. It comes from the Fed, which means that the CFPB is not beholden to many politicians. And that is a kind of unique situation. And I think it gives a lot of Republicans a bit of unease. Isn't the whole creation of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau done in such a way that it didn't have so much reach by politicians to try and affect its decision making? I mean, that was the way that it was designed. Exactly. It was meant as a response to what many felt was the systemic failure of the current system to the American public with the excessive risk taking and bad moves that the banking sector made during and before the crisis. There are proposals to eliminate it, to restructure it, to make it more accountable to Congress. What would any of these changes mean, you think, for consumers? One of the things is that a lot of the work that's been done in the past six years when it comes to the field of consumer finance has been spearheaded by the CFPB. So when we talk about stricter policies for payday lenders, for prepaid cards, action against banks, for things like Wells Fargo's fake account scandal, those are all things that have been tackled by the CFPB. Trump has at various times said that he wants to ultimately repeal and get rid of the CFPB. At other times, he has said that he doesn't think that's necessary. So it's unclear what a repeal and replace all of the ACA would look like or what just kind of bringing it in line with other agencies would look like. But the reason that's kind of concerning is because a lot of the actions that the CFPB has been able to take, if they had to go through more review, if they had more bureaucracy, they would be slower or perhaps very watered down compared to what they are now. If you step back and you look big picture at all the, the moves that are happening in regards to financial regulations and trying to repeal a lot of regulations, what do you think the odds are that there will be uh, wholesale changes? So I think it's hard to say at this point, but one of the things that is interesting about Dodd-Frank that has driven a lot of people crazy is that it is so broad, expansive, and complex. A lot of the provisions of Dodd-Frank are already implemented or partially implemented. So I think completely pulling it back would be incredibly difficult. I wouldn't be surprised to see more piecemeal repeals of smaller things that have not yet been implemented. If Dodd-Frank gets repealed wholesale or just a lot of pieces of it get chopped away, is the financial sector going to be safer or is there going to be a lot more risk again and we're sort of back to the days of pre-recession? I think if huge portions of Dodd-Frank get ripped up or get repealed, we're at best exactly where we are. At worst, it opens the door for a lot more risk-taking. Well, Jillian White is a senior associate editor at The Atlantic. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. And I'm Charlie Herman, and you're listening to Money Talking from WNYC. 